When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here he is, my first cousin, live from somewhere in the United States, the great Norm Coleman. Good morning, Norman. How are you, pal? Sid, I'm doing great. And, and let me just say to your listeners, you know, first cousins, people know, you're, you're my brother. Uh, and and, oh, and your you. dad was, was, you know, a hero with my dad. And, yep. and yep. But just so folks understand, you know, with, with two guys that kind of grew up in Brooklyn, at least with me, I think the guy went out of Brooklyn, but you couldn't take the Brooklyn out of the guy. Uh, with you, 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 you're still back here in New York City. So that's a good thing. But, uh, you know, with kids grew up in the Midwood, Flatbush area of Brooklyn, and God has been really good to us. Really, really good to uh, us. There's no Some question. That yep. you, couldn't, you, know, yep. you, you couldn't believe. And, Sid, let me, before we go, just I want to say one thing up front. You know, my heart goes out that Bernie's not on this call. Um, he was just an extraordinary, extraordinary kind of, you know, truth to power. I mean, he just kind of said it as, as it was. You know, and, and, and didn't hesitate and was kind of just, you know, tuned right in and uh, just, just an extraordinary guy. And, and so listen, I fought a seven year battle with cancer. It's 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 always in your head. Uh, I'm still winning, you know, Coleman three cancer one. Nice. Uh, Bernie, you know, wasn't able to kind of cross the line there. But uh, I, I do miss him dearly. And I wanted to say that before we began the conversation. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. And much appreciated, um, you know, dealing with Bernard and. Uh, the whole thing for the better part of 11 months. You know, he passed away about three and a half weeks ago. Most people have been distraught since then. For me, this has been basically a year. And for his wife, Carol, and his children, even more difficult. But thank God you are okay, Norman. And you've uh, gone through an awful lot, too. So you could appreciate what Bernie went through. And you're here today to talk to me about a variety of things. Let's start with uh, with Israel. Because I don't know any other Republican who's been there more than you. And it looks like Bibi Netanyahu is in position to take back the power to be the man in Israel. I got to be honest, I don't know much about the new guy. I love Bibi. This new guy I know very little about. If Bibi, in fact, once again, takes over power in Israel, uh, what does that mean for the rest of the world? So, so listen, I'm, I'm a friend. Bibi's a friend. I got to say that up front. And I, I got it six months ago, I told people Bibi's coming back. Uh, you know, he, he, he survived strong leadership and and Israel needs that. You know, the, this administration is playing kissing cousins with, with Iran, you know, trying to get back on a nuclear deal that, that is an existential threat to the Israelis. They're going to have to do something and make sure Iran doesn't get a nuclear weapon. You know, hopefully we'll, be, we'll, we'll, we'll actually be there by their side. I, I worry with this administration whether that's the case. So Bibi's provided strong leadership. Uh, uh, he, he's it, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm pleased. But I but again, I got to confess to a personal relationship. I was with Bibi. I spoke to Bibi his last day in office. I brought a group of, uh, of 20 major donors and the national chairman of the Republican Jewish Coalition to Israel. And it was Bibi's last day in office. And, wow. and uh, I tell you, he wasn't happy about it. So, uh, you know, I, this this one. I, I just go back to kind of personal relations. He's provided strong leadership to Israel. Uh, I, I was there when he spoke in the U.S. Capitol. Uh, gave an address that I thought was just really powerful. 
and and so you know I I, I got a smile on my face. But uh, Israel needs strong leadership at this time, and he's certainly in a position to provide it. You started this conversation talking about you being a Brooklyn boy. Yes, you've gone to Iowa, Minnesota, other spots, and I'm a Brooklyn boy, and I'm the only schmuck that came back from Florida at the age of fifty. That's how much <laughs> I love New York. But uh, did you ever think we'd be talking about the day Norm Coleman? where a professional athlete in Brooklyn would just go out there and, 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 and just attack the Jews on his social media and continue to play basketball in Brooklyn and get, and get paid handsomely. This Kyrie Irving story with the Brooklyn Nets, how disgraceful is that? I don't, I, I don't get it. And, and I, I got to tell you, so the, you know, the issue of anti-Semitism is, is – uh, it, it, it's it's horrible. It's it's there, it, um, and and it's it's global. By the way, it's, it's Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I was uh, in in Israel not too long ago, and and everyone around the pool area was speaking French, uh, and, and I said, yeah, because you can't be a Jew in France today. No, you can't. Uh, yep. You know, yep. it, it's it's and so uh, I, I just think it's it, it's got to when it rears its ugly head, you got to kind of put your foot down on top of it, and so. You know, I look at what's happening with, you know, what happened with, 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 with Ye, with Kanye West. I look at, at Kyrie, and I'm just trying to kind of sort it out. But uh, this is one you can't, you, you let this genie out of the bottle, and it's going to devalue you. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Norm Coleman joining me live this morning, my first cousin, like you said, my brother, a tremendous politician and still uh, heavily involved these days. Norm, you won uh, senator of the great state of uh, Minnesota, so you know what uh, type of success that was and what it was like to get that win. Now we're watching all these Senate races very, very closely. I think we're all pretty confident the House goes back to us, but the Senate still remains a question. Does Walker win in Georgia? Does Oz win in Pennsylvania? What does Nevada look like with Axel? These are the things we're keeping of ve- Axel. This is a very, very uh, interesting day coming up on Tuesday. What do you see? So, and I'm, I really try, by the way, to kind of put, a, if, if I can, just not kind of see this through my own lens. I mean, if you look at, so, so the issue, Sid, is, is, is when voters walk in the voting room, what are they thinking about? What are they thinking about when they're walking in there? If they're thinking about whether they can feed their family, the economy, if they're thinking about the cost of a loaf of bread, uh, or, the, or a gallon of gas, if they're thinking about whether they're worried that their wife's going to get hijacked when she's going just to her neighborhood store, okay? uh, they're thinking about the, this, this country's out of control with the border and, and, and we need change, they're going to vote Republican. Okay? That's, I mean, every, every poll says that. Republicans have leads of like 30 points, 28 points, 31, on all those issues. Big, you know, big, big double-digit leads. If they're thinking about abortion, or they're thinking about January 6th, they probably go with Democrat, okay? So I got to believe, and every poll tells you, that most Americans today are thinking about the things that I just spoke about, things that impact their family when they're sitting around that breakfast table in the morning, you know, whether dad can, mom, mom and dad can go to work, whether they can afford food, whether they can, uh, where they feel safe, uh, whether they're, they're worried about, you know, the, the direction of this country, that we're inflation eating away at them. And so as a result, first of all, I get, Mehmet Oz is going to win Pennsylvania. Okay, he's going to win Pennsylvania. Why, why are you saying that with such confidence? Why are you saying that with such confidence? Because every trend, everything is, is moving in, in his direction. And the people of Pennsylvania had a chance to see both of them on stage, you know, a little over a week, just a little while ago, a week ago. And, and, and it, it's, it, wasn't, it was sad. It was, it, I, I, it was sad that, that Fetterman, I think his wife or something, kind of lets him go through that. 
This guy said couldn't respond. He couldn't talk. He, and by the way, if he did talk, what he had to say wasn't worth listening to. Well, he lied the whole time. He, he kept talking about policies, how, right. His policies are, 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 are to the left of Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and, and, and so, yeah, they, you know, I, I mean, in many ways, I wish he could talk because if would have listened to him, you would have said, I can't vote for this guy. Uh, and so Memonaz is going to win that race, and that's that's a good thing. It's interesting, Sid, today. This poll just came out of Anselm, which is, you know, New Hampshire, you know, one of the big polls. It, it had Bullduck, I think, up by one in New Hampshire. And I'm not saying we're going to win that race, but i got to tell you, every trend line, everything is kind of – and these things do happen in waves. They really do. If they stop breaking one way, they tend to break that way. And so, yes, Republicans will, will win the House, no doubt. The question is the margin. I think the same in the Senate. I think we win Nevada. I am confident we win Pennsylvania. It looks like we can win Georgia and Arizona. You know, it could be 52, 53 Republican seats. And by the way, as I say that, you know, I've been wrong so many times. In in the end, (laughs) you know, the voters make their choice. You know, I didn't realize, if you go back last cycle, Sid, you know, we picked my team, public team, we picked up 15 seats. We didn't lose a single incumbent. We picked up 15 seats. I didn't predict that. I didn't see that. I thought we were going to lose three or four seats. So, you know, uh, hindsight, the, the best predictor is, is, is after the election. Right. You know, you're right. <laughs> I wish... This one did every poll, every kind of feeling, every the momentum is all going in the R direction. And, and the D's, listen, they, 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 they built their whole case on, on abortion. That's all they spoke about. Uh, and, and, and in the end, I don't think that's the thing that's moving voters today. I think they're more worried about feeding their family, uh, safety, uh, and, and wanting America to move in the right direction. Last comment on this one is that you look at Biden's numbers among independents. Okay? He's probably still pretty popular in some places in New York and California. You know, but, but by the way, I think Lee Zeldin could win that governor's race uh, in New York, and, and that, that would be incredible. Uh, in, in Michigan, uh, Tudor Dixon, recent poll, had her down by 0.2% against Whitner. But, but if, if you look at kind of where all the energy is going, it's going in the odd direction because people are not happy. This president's numbers with independents are in the 30s, and midterm elections are typically referendums on the party in power. And if that's the case, Republicans should have a big night. 60 seconds to go. That was awesome, by the way, Norm. That wasn't good. That was awesome. 60 seconds to go. I'm, giving, I'm going to provide an assumption here. That'll be Ron DeSantis versus Donald Trump for the right to represent Republicans in the White House in 2024. Which one of those guys gets Norm Coleman's vote? So, so uh, <laughs> the politician, Norm Coleman. <laughs> you know, you've been up here once, and I got friends on one side, friends on the other, they always stick with my friends. My, my fence is a friend. Mike Pompeo is a friend. Uh, Christy Noem is, 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 is a friend. Nikki Haley is a friend. I, I think this race is still wide open. Clearly, the, the, the big dog on the block is, 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 is President Trump. Ron DeSantis is, is the guy that kind of seems next in line. But there are a lot of really talented folks. And by the way, you look at our bench versus, versus their bench, uh, and, and, and we're what's stronger. We're going to win in 2024. I'm going to reserve judgment for a little bit in terms of uh, kind of where, you know, what number I'm going to put my, uh, my chip on. All right, fair enough. You know who's coming into the studio on Friday? Ron Duguay. I know you're still a New York Ranger fan, even though you brought the Wild back to Minnesota. And his girlfriend, Sarah Palin. How about that? Wow, rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. They, they said, by the way, the Vikings are uh, 6 and <laughs> Don't give me that Vikings nonsense. You're a giant fan. Will you stop it? Uh, hey, listen, 
and I was, I, there was, I, I had some hope for a little bit this this year, you know, and a little, a little tough, tough going last time. But uh, listen, I, I go back to uh, Y.A. Tittle, uh, uh, Modulesky, yep, yep. Sam Huff. Uh, you know, I'm dating myself. No, but, you do. Uh, Kajkovic, Big Blue in those days. Andy Robustelli. By the way, the Giants did lose your right to Seattle on Sunday to both the six and two norm, but they've got the bye week this week. Then they get Detroit and Houston. So there's a very good chance the Giants are going to be 8-2. and two. That's pretty good, but not a very good football team. You know, do you believe in miracles? I mean, I know. <laughs> no. Oh, no. no, a miracle would be Kirk Cousin winning a big David game. David first prime minister of Israel, once said, anybody doesn't believe in miracles is not a realist, okay? That's... If you believe in giants, you could be a realist, and it still may be an, uh, an effing miracle. So I'll leave on that note, okay? Right. I love you so much. This was a, a great, great appearance, Norman Coleman. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. My man, my first cousin, my brother, Norman Coleman, what a super guy. And um, like he said, you know, he's battled cancer three times, very serious cancer, over a seven-year period. And thank God he's, he's beaten it so far. And uh, such kind words about Bernard, who put up a, a, an amazing fight. Bernie really did. And um, it wasn't his doing. It just no one could have beaten that. Nobody. Knowing now what, it, what I didn't know three months ago, nobody could have. So to hear that from Norm Coleman about Bernie, I think, means an awful lot.